dead deer boys. Welcome back to the 573 Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Ebers, and on today's episode, we are doing another segment of the Barstool Buck Strategies, and tonight we've got the whole crew. So today's episode, we are going to talk about our season updates and Travis's successful bow hunt two weeks prior. Guys, we appreciate you guys' support, and uh, we know we haven't been doing uh, a bunch of podcasts in the last few weeks, but... We've been grinding, you know, between work and hunting. It's been hard to get that content out there, but you guys have been super supportive, so we really appreciate that. And, you know, we are going to be trying to do a few more of these as we go throughout the season. But I think you're going to really enjoy today's episode. Starts off a little slow talking about our updates, but man, do we start getting rowdy. Really good hunting camp vibes, and, you know, um, it's just that time of the year where you want to be talking deer, so... Hope you guys enjoy, and uh, we'll go ahead and get into it. All right, well, we are rolling. It feels good to be back behind the mic. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce us. I'm Steven Ebers. Travis Owen. Austin Carter. Nick Scott. Casey Kimry. And... I think this is the first time in the 573 podcast history that we've had all the hosts of the podcast down for one. And I feel like it's just been building up and building up inside these last couple weeks um, with the season getting to where it's at right now and the action that we've been seeing, the success that we've been having, or not success that we've been (laughs) having, um, Somebody miss? <laughs> if we have, I have not heard about this, so uh, we'll have to hear about it here pretty soon. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna share. Travis had a success story, so we're gonna share that um, sometime in the middle of the podcast. But I think first we probably need to just go around and and talk about the barstool buck uh, stories and how how we've been doing so far. So I'll just start myself um first i just want to apologize you know we haven't been able to get a podcast in the last couple weeks but that's purely because we've been hunting our asses off you know and uh hey takes time but for me um things are starting to look up i'm finally got a a few target bucks to go after one uh, i call the curled in 10 i had a lot of pictures of him last year late season and uh, he's, a, he's a backyard buck. I should call him a neighborhood buck because everybody in the neighborhood knows about him or has seen him. So it's going to – I think this year is going to be – somebody's going to get him because he's showing a lot more in daylight. But I haven't got any, uh, any daylight action of him, just a couple nighttime photos, pretty cool nighttime video of him hitting a scrape. And the Chocolate Nine. I've been I've been after him all year. He's been my dream buck. I've been just pounding it, trying to get after him this year, and he's finally daylighted a couple times in the last couple weeks, just not where I'm at in the thick. So I'm thinking if I hunt the acorns and uh, stay in the woods, tight to the woods, just try to play the wind as best as I can to where I, I think he might be coming from, that uh, then we can connect. And then this new buck came out. He's a, he's a freak. I don't even know what to call him. He's When I say he's a freak, he's not a huge freak by any means. But he's got this G2 
three that's curved, almost yeah, like, like it was damaged in velvet or something. It's it's really weird. But finally, the tables are turning around for me. I've got three hit list bucks to go after. And I know I every time we've been doing the last couple podcasts, I've been saying, ah, you know, nothing. I don't really have anything. <laughs> so it feels good to talk about a couple bucks. How, I, how old do you think uh, those bucks are? I would yeah. say the chocolate nine's probably about five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You I, said he, that curled ten started to show a lot of daylight. Uh, no, he's he's showing up in the neighborhood, other places. Yeah. Um, he's he's nighttime on me though. Okay. Um, he's four and a half. Yeah. Solid four and a half year old buck, and the other buck I don't really know. I don't have any history with him, and so I'm not really good at judging trail cam photos. Yeah. And I've only got a few. Yeah. Apparently, none of you guys are either. <laughs> just from that picture I sent y'all over there. Do we? That was a little setup for the podcast. I just wanted to see. Oh. We've been doing all this. Like, I send you guys oh, stuff. That. You all send me stuff or whatever. But that buck I sent earlier, I knew how old he was. So I was like, oh was boy. Off, that was off of TV. I was like, all right, just get these boys here. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know. So, yeah, Casey, how, how have things been going uh, for you at, at this point? Things been going um, all right, I guess. Um,. I, uh, I got out the other night. Uh, car was alluding to a mess. I, I didn't miss, actually. I made a bad shot on a doe. Um, hit her a little high. Hit meat, I'm guessing, below the spine. So, gave her about uh, three hours. And then I went back out at 1030. It was starting to rain. And I was like, went in there, followed blood for about 70 yards. And, uh... She kicked the arrow out. When she kicked the arrow out, I grid searched that area for about an hour. Never found another drop of blood past the uh, past the arrow. So that was first shot of the season, and uh, you know, just wolf whiffed it or whatever. You know, it sucks, but it happens. But that uh, that night, I saw I think about ten different deer, um, four different bucks, a year and a half old, two bucks that I think are two years old. And then a three-and-a-half-year-old came out, and uh, he was bristled up, and he was there was a two-and-a-half-year-old uh, working a scrape, and uh, this three-and-a-half-year-old got about three foot from the back of his back of his ass and scared the shit out of the two-year-old, and he took off running, and he continued to just kind of push them small bucks off the field and kind of walk around checking does and stuff, and uh, that was awesome sit. Um, really wanted to harvest a doe that night, but uh, just didn't happen like that. And then uh, just been kind of bouncing around checking cameras, um, you know, just looking for looking for Mr. Big, I guess. <laughs> and uh, is he evading you, know, you? He is the uh, you know the buck I've been chasing since opening day. You know, I really really like to kill that buck. And uh, the last video I had of him was October fifteenth. He's working a scrape. Now there, now there is a camera in that area, two or three actually that I haven't even checked. Um, so he may be on one of those, and I just don't know it yet. But um, the other lease, I haven't had anything really show up that I want to shoot yet. But that's a spot that just money. Here in about, I don't know, twelve days, that spot gets good, and it just, it seems like from the tenth through the twentieth in that spot, it just rocks. I don't, I don't know why, but there's two, there are, it's like two bedding areas there, you know, and then there's fields all around it, and this, 
these two bedding areas are basically, if you can picture an hourglass shape of a wood draw, you know, kind of thing. Almost like a bottleneck? Yes, and where it, yeah, it's a pinch point basically. So I have a stand where that where the fields pinch that spot down from all angles, you know, and it just brings it to this. It's probably 140 yards across right there, but that's the skinniest spot. And my gosh, if you can get in that spot on the right day, you can. I mean, that's, you know, a few years ago, that was a spot I, I sat on uh, opening day of rifle season on the 10th of November, and I seen 52 deer that day. I'm sorry, I seen 48 deer. I seen 48 deer. And then two days before that, on um, November the 8th, my wife sat, and she didn't even sit all day. She uh, took off work. She hunted that morning for about three hours, and then she hunted that evening for about three hours, and she seen 52 deer, and I seen 48 on the day on the day that I hunted. It's just, just insane the way that spot gets going, you know, when it's, when it's happening. But like I said, you've got a bedding area basically on each side of that hourglass. So if you got bucks checking both bedding areas, I mean you're just you're you're really in a money spot there. Um, the other spot where that big buck is, I'm chasing. I don't have that figured out as well. Um, I don't, you know, it's kind of sporadic in there. Is this your first year hunting that that area? No, this would be this would be my second full year hunting that area. I did hunt it half of uh, three years ago, but it, you know I got into it late, you know late October, and I didn't really know what was going on or where the deer were at at all. But um, the last two years, I've seen some good running activity in there. It's um, just not as uh, you know I haven't been able to pin it down exactly where it's at. I do got one. I got one idea this year of where it may be at, and uh, I'm gonna bomb in there. You know, on one of those good days on my on my rutcation or whatever. You know, I'm off work from the fifth through the 22nd so i'm just ready (laughs) i'm so ready for that (laughs) i'm ready for uh you know just continuous days in the tree which is something that's hard right now so you know it's like i hunt one day and then you know you maybe make a plan for well you can't do that we got stuff going on might be two days or three days before you get back out there well seems like things change a little bit this time of year so you know if you're not on top of it to be gone yeah no i I'm getting pretty aggressive right now, uh, purely because in November, I work 23 of the 30 days. So, oh, wow. and those seven days are split, you know. So I'm, it's gonna be tough for me to get out well, in the woods. If there's a time to have split days, that's the time, you know, because because mm-hmm. you can, you know, my experience, you know, I and even even that spot that I'm talking about, it's hot. I've been in it on days where it's not, and <laughs> it's like. Wow, this is a long all-day sit. You know, seen six deer, one two and a half year old buck cruise through, and it was like, damn. <laughs> you know, that's uh, you have those days in the rut too. So you know, but I I firmly believe that it's just time on stand. You know, when it comes to November, so and I just try and sit it out. We had talked on a podcast prior to before we started the uh, buck strategies, mm-hmm. uh, Barstool Buck Strategies, and. You had mentioned a few. You brought you brought a few antlers. Have you found any of those deer from last year? No, and both of those deer. The well, um, I take that back. I think I brought. I don't remember if I brought four antlers that podcast or not. I had four good ones, and um, the one that was on the um, lease where I was just talking about where I saw the the forty eight deer. I did get a picture the other night of a buck with a big split G1 or G2, and uh, that may be him. If that is him this year, he actually almost looks like he's maybe gone downhill a little bit, which I feel like he's been 
I mean, he's been in upper 40s deer the last two years. And uh, that, you know, that might just be, you know, he was, his body was huge three years ago, the first year we hunted that property. And I, when I got pictures of him, I was like, dang, that is a tank, you know. And then I talked to some people that hunt there across the road, and they were like, hey, man, have you seen a big eight-pointer with a split G2? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, that deer's huge. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> they're like, he was in rifle season. He was about 400 yards, and they didn't feel comfortable with that shot. So, uh, but they got to watch him a little bit, and uh, and like I found his shed last year. Last year he was a, he would have been a ten pointer, um, with a split G two, made him eleven. And uh, you know he's he's just a big old deer. He looks really cool. And I actually had an encounter with him last year. I think I was texting Carter. It was like December fifth. Yeah, it was late season. I it think. was late. You know, it was getting later in the season, and uh, I went out to to I was already tagged out. I went out to um, hunt some does. And he was the only deer I seen. He stepped out across the field, and he came out from a spot that I didn't even know a deer would bed. And I could just tell he, you know, just by the way he acted, he had been there just right in this little wood draw. Super you comfortable. Know, yeah, super comfortable. He was backed up to a pond dam. And uh, I think, you know, the, the wind was blowing the wind was blowing north, and I was on the south edge of the field with the wind blowing back um, into, like, an open woodlot behind me. And... Uh, there was bedding to my right, uh, uh, which would have been to the east, and then he came all the way out on the north side of the field. And uh, my guess is that he was on the uh, bottom side of the pond dam, and that wind blowing over that north, and you know, dipping down there, and he could get, you know, he could look out in the field basically, and then he could smell everything that was coming behind him, you know, and have cover, you know, nobody could see him down in there. So, what about you, Nick? Are you, uh, you having any luck? Yeah, I've been out. Oh, I've hunted, since we've had our last podcast, I've hunted three mornings and three or four evenings, uh, seeing deer, young bucks, a lot of, a lot of young bucks chasing does and sparring. That's about the extent of what I've been seeing. I, I've seen a lot of predators. Uh, last Friday night, I was hunting a stand that I had pretty good hopes where I'd put a camera in there and hadn't checked it yet and sitting there and no deer no deer no deer and then hear something running through the woods and I mean I was figuring it's getting to be that time it could be a buck chasing and I stood up grabbed my bow clipped on the release and popped right out 20 yards there's three coyotes running and I'm kissing at them doing everything I can to get them to stop I draw back they never never slow down and they draw run off into the woods that I was hunting and I was like, well, I don't probably need deer in there. And a little bit later, I hear something coming same way where those three coyotes came from. Look over there, there's another coyote. And I stood up and drew back and kissed at 40, right about 40 yards, trying to find an angle to squeeze a shot through there. And it knew something wasn't right and buzzed out. Our coyotes are hard to. Yeah, hard to no, get on. Hard I, to get oh, yeah. I've never killed a coyote with my bow. I've, I've taken a lot of. <laughs> Taking a lot of hair <laughs> off of them, but I, I don't never successfully recovered one after shooting one. But a few years ago, I shot one at sixty-five yards, my farthest shot on a live animal ever, and hit it right in the butt. Did you recover it though? And That's it did. oh, and it was nice. In the edge of the woods, dead. I have shot them. I couldn't believe that. A lot. I would not recommend shooting a coyote in the face with a rage because it won't kill him, Nick. <laughs> but but if you get down and you put the sneak on him and you shoot him in the ass with an iron will, 
That will kill him. <laughs> and that was my first successful <laughs> bow kill coyote. And it took a lot of effort. Way more than one would imagine. Tough so sons I feel you, of bitches. Yeah. So, we'll get back to this here. Ended up being four of them. All went into this block of timber where I was expecting all the deer come from. So I was like, oh, I don't have much hopes for that. And then last light out kind of where I walked in, there's a big flat. And it's standing beans, and I heard beans rustling around out there. I pick up binoculars, and I look out there, and I see a buck chasing a doe. And then I'm just kind of scanning out there with binoculars, and I end up, there's like 10 deer out there in the middle of this field. Like, I had no idea where they came from. Uh, I have a camera on the other timber, like the finger that kind of comes out there. But, I mean, it's further to get to where they were from that direction than where I was. And I checked that camera. I had a couple deer that night walk by it in that direction but not 10 plus deer so i don't really know where they came from so i was like you know what i'm gonna gamble and go back in there the next morning hope for the best spooked a deer on the scrape on my walk in didn't have a picture of it don't know what it was sitting there didn't see any deer didn't see any deer told myself i was like eight o'clock if i haven't seen a deer i'm gonna get out of the stand if i see a deer i'm gonna give another 15 minutes kind of go Right at 8 o'clock, I'm getting ready to stand up, get all my stuff picked up, and I look over in the corner, and right on the field edge, it looks like a freaking just house cat, and I was like, that ain't a bobcat, it's a house cat. Pull my binoculars, sure enough, bobcat walks up, 40 yards, sits down, and it's looking, I can't shoot it in that direction, and it's not season to shoot a bobcat either, but sitting there looking, when so I'm watching it, watching it through 15? my binoculars, something yes. like that, yeah. watching through my binoculars where it's looking, and out of the weeds... Pops another bobcat. So, in an evening set, in a morning set, I saw four coyotes and two bobcats out of that side. Oh, so, there's a lot of predators in that area. Yeah, it's like, wow. So, hey, it'd be a good place predator, to call later. Yeah. It, it will be, and it will get called. You need a trapper John there. But, I'm still, see, like, in the distance there, I mean, 350 yards away, I saw 10-plus deer, and I usually don't see high numbers of deer on this farm. Usually, I see... The right a, deer. A three or like three or four deer in an evening is a good, yeah. good set on this farm, and I don't know why. It's well, a, with it's all a the good, reports of EHD coming out of your area, it's a this it's is not a little, this is a little bit there. away from that area, is it? Yeah. But still, you know, the general area. You know, and, that's and, one thing I was concerned about. With you had mentioned you ain't seen a lot of the bucks that you were hoping to see oh, this I'm year. I'm worried too. I'm worried too. I've thought yeah, about that same thing, Stephen, but I, I, I have only heard of one report around me that somebody thought it might have been they found a dead deer, but nothing like what you guys have had up yeah. in your area, yeah. really, you know. But I, actually, another guy's got permission to hunt the same farm as me, and we've kind of been keeping in touch with each other, saying, hey, what'd you see this night? What'd you see? And he actually is like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. Since we're both hunting it, I have saw a pretty decent buck, and I have camera in that area as well, and pulled the card, and he's 140 or so, eight-pointer, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. Got some pictures that he looks really good on, some pictures he doesn't look that good on, so it's kind of one of those ones, I got to get him to walk by me first. Man, have, you, uh, have you noticed the, the difference that different trail cameras make deer look? Yes. Um, Big time. We have a mutual friend. I'm not going to name names, but we that he's got a big deer on camera. Found some sheds from him, and then I know a couple other people have pictures of this deer. When the couple of other people got pictures of this deer, 
I didn't even think it was the same deer because the pictures that they had, I don't know if they're, it's just a cheaper camera or what it is. They made this thing look like he was two foot wide. I mean, this deer, I mean, he's a nice deer. He's a big deer. He's probably got a 16 to 18 inch spread though. I mean, you know, he's kind of tall, and, you know, not real wide, but the, the pictures this other guy got was this deer just, you know, looks like he couldn't fit through the doorway. And I started analyzing the pictures and I'm like, holy shit, that's the same deer that, you know, the other guy mm-hmm. has pictures of, found sheds up. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's that's a way different deer. Then I ended up getting pictures of this buck. And when I got pictures of him, he's thank God they've got sheds for him because my pictures on one camera made this deer look like he was 135, 140 inch deer. And, uh, it, you know, from his sheds, he's way bigger than that. Yeah. But it's crazy how different cameras... Yeah, I'm running some lower end cameras on this farm over there. Yeah, um, and I don't know if that's that's why. Possibly though. Yeah. But I, where this guy's got his stand at, and I've got a stand kind of in between where this buck's coming out at, and he's, that guy is being super generous, and he's got his stand where it's at, and he's like, I'm not gonna move it because I know you have a stand over there. I don't want to spook the deer because I know there's pressure all around from what I've told him. I was just being honest with the guy. I was like, if we're both going to hunt this small farm, we need to hunt it right. So communication with, with a string. I mean, I've never even met the guy. Just That's pretty cool. So uh, You guys I, are I able him, to do that. He, he, he was, he's not running any trail cameras or anything. And I told him, I was like, dude, I'll send you any picture I get out there. I was like, I'm not trying to hide nothing from you. It's like you got it's not my farm it's not your farm we both got permission uh so let's hunt it right yeah been, try to been try to harvest older age class deer it's and been that kind good of it kind of it kind of was a downer when i found out somebody else was hunting out there but yeah. this guy's being super nice and making it a lot easier well at least you ain't got you know dudes like the old timer that i sent yeah. y'all pictures of yeah. Oh, yeah. second year in a row walking with a rifle at the end of october through the woods i'm like oh yeah, that's, that's cool that's, i you know because of where that um, spot's located, I feel like he may just be a transient guy that travels through that area sometimes. Yeah. You know, and um, may just be like, hey, look at all these woods back here. I can just hunt this when I come through or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, he, I mean, Daniel old, Boone, old boy looked to be about 70 walking through there so, yeah. with a rifle in hand. And goes to deer season's past. So. Yeah. yeah I don't know. And he may be just an old guy around that just squirrel hunted that property his whole life it's like i don't care if i get trespassing fee i've been hunting here since these I was squirrels six. taste too damn good <laughs> and, and, you know what the bad thing is if that's the case and i ever met this guy out there i'd be like yeah dude just go squirrel hunt dude i don't even care that's you've been, hunt, you've been hunting here for right now, 60 so. years and mm-hmm. go for it so yeah i've uh got a couple a little bit more here to say okay but, I, Let's hear it. Where I've been <laughs> with my target buck, I've got the velvet nine that I've been after all year. Yeah, that's he, what I was wanting to know about. He's uh, lost his velvet. Haven't really got any pictures of him. He's in the area somewhere. No way. Got to be. Didn't didn't just get up and leave. So I've kind of been giving that place a rest. Uh, also, there's been some. The landowner's been in there, kind of tearing out some trees and stuff, and they. They might have the deer kind of on, on edge a little bit too. Uh, talk to them. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll, 
we'll pull out and we won't be back in until after deer season. So they didn't have to do that either. They did. That's super nice. Appreciate that. Yeah. So I'm going to, I may hunt that spot a time or two more. There's still one buck in there that I have not got a picture of this year that I had last year that I'd really like to know if he's still alive even as big drop time buck. Ooh. Um, but just a few velvet pictures of him last year, nothing this year. Um, so that's the update on the velvet nine. He's just vanished for me for now, but he may be back. Who knows? So, uh, outside of the, I mean, obviously you're waiting for that drop time buck. Have you picked up any new targets at this point in the year? I've working on two new pieces of property, waiting to hear back from the landowner. They're, they're thinking about it. Um, kind of got some information of a deer I saw last year on my way to a hunting spot. And I thought I would have known if that deer got killed because he is very unique. He had, Last year, he had, I couldn't even count how many points he had. And I should have got my phone out of my pocket because he was just standing there with a doe in the in the road ditch just looking at me. Oh, shit. 20 yards. Just He didn't have a care in the world that I was there because his doe was there. And I never once thought to get my phone out and take a picture of him until he started to leave. <laughs> and I was like scrambling, trying to get my phone, and I couldn't. But like last year, last year I would have bet him probably being, oh, 16, 18 points, just a gnarly, gnarly wow. buck. And word is he's even bigger this year. Word is he's still alive. That's yeah. that's yeah. good to hear. So well, I hope you I get permission, be, man. Dad, sounds like a fun it adventure. Would be, uh, It'd be, it'd be a long shot because where where I'm trying to get permission, there's not much timber, so it's kind of just moving through. But that's what the rut does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And you ever had no pictures on your other cameras, like random bucks oh, showing up yet or anything no, like that? No. no. I did. I guess I did have one of those. I sent you all that picture, of that eight pointer or whatever. You know, trying to guess his age or whatever. See. But yeah, I got. My, my new clover plot, I put a cell cam on there and I put it on video mode. And my clover is, I didn't put the plant of clover until midsummer, but I got a lot of rain on it. Mm-hmm. And it looks, I went in and brush hogged it off. All the weeds out of it looks phenomenal. <laughs> and I've got does in there. I got little bucks in there chasing. And I just had a probably a 115 inch 10 pointer come just moseying through there the other morning. So I have that really wide eight pointer. From velvet on the back side of that piece of timber uh, I know he's in the area he doesn't live on my property I know the property he lives on but the right doe gets in comes in and pull him right over too so that property is usually the week before rifle season uh, my whole life I've had a shooter buck in daylight in range of my bow stand back there every year we've had that farm i think so never really hunt it this year not putting pressure on some other spots i might try to hunt that a little bit more and being having to be tied closer to home with the baby that's just right out my back door yeah it makes it a lot easier i can walk to that spot (laughs) clover's the move i think what about you, Carter? Uh, love clover. Yeah, <laughs> big fan of clover, boys. Yeah, my clover. clover looks awesome out yeah. of the junkyard spot, yeah. and I still have new bucks showing up still. And, and they've been showing up all the second October. year, right? The With second them. year, I re-overseeded yeah. it um, in the spring, 
Before thaw, yeah. probably. Yeah. Before it thawed out, really. And then, um, man, I haven't even fertilized it. And I think... And it's awesome. Just generally speaking... It looks great. I've been, we've been planting clover for a long time. Not mm-hmm. a long time. Last four or five years. But I think people plant food plots and they want immediate success results but a clover is like long term and it's all year they eat it yeah they eat it all year but it takes like that second year is when it really seems to blow up and and be good you know kind of gets awesome but yeah we've had and that's what i keep keep thinking all right if i overseed it one more time hit some fertilizer with it next year it's just gonna be fine and actually the other little plot that i put in back there on the north side of dad's um it's i mowed it off and it looks great. Yeah. I what know. what kind of clover is in your plot, Carter? I have everything in mine. I've got the uh, white uh, ladino, and then I've got red. And then I also, the when I very first planted that plot, I just did red and white clovers. And then I, I've been going back through in years, and since then, and I've added chicory and alfalfa to kind of give it a diverse mm-hmm. instead of just a monoculture. Yeah. I think mixes... I'm leaning towards everything being a mix, and I think if you can add diversity, it, yeah, it definitely helps out. That's what I'm doing with, with mine. I think I got Ladino is what I got in there right now, and then I planted some rapes and radishes and stuff Yeah. on another part, and I'm going to seed that to like a purple clover, the stuff that gets really tall with a big purple head on it. I don't even yeah. know what it's called. Uh, other I than think it's crimson clover. Other than I just call it purple clover. But <laughs> I'm going to have the, the white clover. I'm going to have that purple clover, and then I'm going to have another strip of alfalfa so yeah. i'm gonna have just a buffet yeah whatever they whatever yeah. they're feeling that i night. think yeah green well if you plant like all your uh, uh perennials you know in one plot i don't know why I, and i'm not an expert brady would be way better at this but like when you buy a like a fall mix and it has clover in it a lot of those are just annual clovers mm-hmm. and then they're just they're there to come up to be green brows get eight yeah. and then not come back yeah. and i'm i'm wanting everything to be a perennial yeah that's the I'm way i'm aiming there. towards too and who doesn't love going to mow clover you know god it looks good oh. and then you get pictures the turkey love it you know the farm across the road here that i can hunt that had turkeys on it but it was like sporadic and then this spring i planted clover, and every time i went to mow it there was turkey feathers in it and i've seen 15 turkeys in it their night the guy else you know he shot a great big tom the other night off of it so like everything's liking it not just the deer you know yeah yeah for the but. first time in my life that i can remember i had um a hen um that was nesting back there on dad's this year you yeah. know i've never seen a turkey out there in my yeah. life well we talked about was it last podcast we talked about cell cams and I was saying that I liked cell cams. That piece that me and you planted, well, Luther and Brady, everybody helped on the the back the deep woods. Yeah, we you seeded all that in clover and yep. we sprayed it out. Where I put my cell cam up just happened to be a turkey was nesting there all spring long, and then I watched literally a coyote came in one night and raided her nest, and, oh, and they no got kid. to catch it all on cell cam. Oh wow! She just happened to. I'm going to sit down right in front of this camera, and this is where it was a terrible spot. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was short grass in the middle of a wide-open field, but she was there like several days in a row, and then the coyote came in, and, and then you didn't see her anymore. But Oh, man. Kind well, of hopefully. Cool, kind of cool to watch. the. You got to watch the clover grow, watch the turkeys use it, and uh, that was kind of neat. Yeah. What about, what about any other clover action this year? Cloverfield's been good. <laughs> Cloverfield has yeah. been good. So since since last podcast, I think it's been like four weeks. Yeah, uh, two. Um, I told him it was it's two. It's only been two. We do yeah. two, two and a half. We've been doing it like every two. No way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Two and a half, probably. Car, so yeah. if I anybody know. sees Carter and he's like, I haven't drank for a month. He's I gone. have not drank <laughs> since the last, last podcast, podcast four weeks ago. What was I drinking last podcast? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you all You're are right. Them down. Speaking of drinking, Casey, do you have any more than Budweiser's? Yeah, you all are confused. We can argue. reload for this next story. We can, re- we can argue about that. I know I haven't had a beer in four weeks. <sighs> Anywho, uh, so since last podcast, I had we had a cold front come in at some you, point in time. Yes, we did. And I went and hunted um, back here behind the house on that clover plot. Had um, my first encounter with the Big Ten. I guess that's what I'm calling them now because I never came up with a name. But when that's I a see them, name. I've never like, heard of it's original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that Don't was... mess with tradition. <laughs> I, thought the, I thought the one on the wall was the Big Ten. <laughs> They're all Big Tens. They're all Big Tens. I had three girlfriends named Lucy. Uh, <laughs> I I will say, I, Carter, for going into this, I don't. I name deer so that I know what they are, but I name them how their rack or something about yeah. their body yeah. presents to me because they're not pets. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna name them, you know, Spike or something. You know, right. <laughs> but, no, and I do. I get hung up on names, and I I, I try to follow like a like right now I'm a pattern. Them after old old rappers. Yeah, so, Biggie. Yeah, I got Biggie. I got Suge. I got Slim Shady. So I, got, I got Snoop on the farm. What side? I just go off like characteristics of the deer, you know. I'm like, I think I did originally call him Split Brows when I caught him this summer on camera because I also had that big buck I sent you a picture of. They had that like ten inch yeah. dagger. Haven't seen him. I guess. Haven't seen him. No, haven't no seen pictures. that. Haven't seen the great big eight point. That huge frame eight point. Uh, but this buck is here often. Well, and the last time we talked to you, you were having some um, trail cameras. Had some trail cameras issues. Got it figured out or? Um, I don't know. If this didn't get a deer on it tonight, I don't know why, because he was, he was in, in front there. of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, like somewhere. <laughs> so that, you know, spoiler alert, I've seen him more than once. <laughs> but the first time I seen him was pre-corn cut. He came out of the corn, um, made his way. My box, I've got a like a 100-yard strip of clover well everybody knows what i'm talking about. well people listening don't but so my box is set up halfway between that point and the does normally funnel right in front of the box uh this buck does not like coming in front of the box he came in at 60 about 60 ish yards came into mid 50s just hung out in the same 10 yard circle came in uh to maybe i mean m- at close was 50 yards at any point in time and then went into the woods underneath of where I have another stand hung and I was kicking myself for not being in that stand but I don't really know which wind I really need to hunt him because he comes from a different direction on camera all the time in person he comes from different that was my first encounter uh, with him that was in clover and then uh, the next time at the weather kind of it was like we had like a rainy cold drizzly night uh, one evening here that was i think last monday or tuesday uh i went out and hunted and had an awesome evening there i think i seen like 15 or 16 deer that night i seen 15 turkeys um and then i got a doe that night um harvested her but seeing a lot of just deer movement everywhere that night had a one buck i think he was an older deer um just kind of the way he was hanging out he was it was kind of cool to watch that field 
the neighbor's field, I can see it uh, with my binoculars. I can't, it's not anywhere close to hunt, but I can see it. And that deer, that field had a bunch of does in it and three or four littler bucks, uh, all two and a half or, or younger, the spikes are like basket racks. But one buck was like in the woods and he would just like walk in the wood edge like 10 yards in and he would go up and I could see him from my stand. He would come back to like 40 yards in front of me and he just kept walking that edge and then decided to finally close to dark he was going to walk out into the field and i thought that was kind of neat uh to watch him do that instead of just bouncing out and and saying hey what's going on and then uh we went up north last weekend uh had an awesome weekend up there that's when the the coyote (laughs) story happened (laughs) got a little western opening or that that saturday morning uh shot the coyote and then we hung a stand and what i thought would be like a really good kind of like a transition but it's also like a bedroom at the same time i didn't see beds in there this summer was but it off the, off where we talked about off the back side of that field in that thicket no no, no i never did get in there the you wind didn't... was terrible for that oh, okay. we kept having so for that i need oh. for that i would say almost like an east you almost need an east yeah, wind or a dead that. north like yeah. straight north yeah uh, and then you'd have to stay that, on the east side of it then, yes or the yeah. west side of so it. so i never went to that spot casey um but dakota hunted he hunted just like 100 yards west of that um and seen deer in the field that me and you were turkey hunting yeah deer were flowing up and down that just like they did that opening when we were turkey hunting yep. so the spot me and you were talking about will work oh yeah. we just need the right wind right a dead north or, or an east uh, i think would work fine um for that spot but i went in so we call it the rush place or the photo map booth yeah um i don't know where exactly to reference from you i know where i mean i do i mean nobody else Anywho, what are the coordinates exactly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. drop me. A so pen. I'll drop you all a bin on Onyx uh, in the link below. Uh, hunted that spot this summer, or hung a spot that there this summer, thinking that it's a, it's like a wood thicket, but it's also got a ton of like tall grasses that grow below it, and I'm like, man, deer got to be in here. As we're hanging the stand in the heat of the summer, uh, a two doe, two does and a fawn were like spooked out of there but like kept hanging out and i'm like man these deer just they want to be here like mid middle of the day in the summer like they didn't blow out and and leave so anyways i'm like i'm gonna go in there and hunt and see what happens and it was like i think it was close to nine o'clock i hadn't seen anything the sun was way up in the air everybody else was kind of like man i'm not seeing nothing and then like the light switch came on and deer were just coming everywhere i had three does come in um they kind of come around the front side of me and then and then they left and then two more came in uh, behind me uh shot one of those got that one and then the longer i sit there that just deer just kept coming around me and circling me i'm like this is where i need to be at um so we we got that deer got out of there and tried to not mess with that area i think uh come right there's you guys planning another trip up north yes we are leaving um hopefully if i can get off work this friday eric uh (laughs) we will be I'll be up there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Luther and everybody else is going up Wednesday night, so they'll have Thursday, Friday, Saturday that nobody's staying Oof. Sunday um, to go back. But I shouldn't even talk about how good that spot was because I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> one of them boys is going to want to be in there. But I think that's my my new rut spot for up there. 
Did we ever? Did we ever have any conversation over East Winds? I feel like we did. I don't know if we, we did have podcast. a conversation on East Winds. I think we did last time, maybe. Did we? Uh, I don't know if we had it on the podcast. I don't know if we did either. Through uh, Snapchat for sure. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. uh, you were talking about there was an old saying. It yeah, like, um, when that the east, the fish bite, bite the least, and I we said it. I do not think that. Hope it's hope it's not with the deer. <laughs> I, I don't uh, think it is because um, you know when I harvested. My um, 150 inch buck, that was one on the east wind. The other night when I seen all those deers on the east wind, and uh, that one spot really sets up well for an east wind. And I'm like, man, that when and anytime you get an east wind, I feel like I see a lot of deer. I yeah. don't know. We had Thinking one back over the years. What was it? Was it last weekend sometime? Or what? It was just the other day. Yeah, just the other day. It was, um, Saturday morning. It was Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night was when I hunted. And seen all those we did because me and DJ hunted uh, the the wood draw at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a east, we never get east wind, and it's perfect for that field. We didn't yep. see a, a damn deer. Oh, really? Uh, but we didn't spook any. I'll guarantee <laughs> well, you that. Cause, lots of different. Because <laughs> the wind went yeah out of the east is perfect for there. What were you guys hunting over? Cut corn, freshly cut corn. Oh, they really? were pulling. They cut it like earlier that week, and then they were cutting the beans in front of us, and they mm-hmm. were pulling out. Which I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but they were literally hauling equipment a couple hundred yards away from us, out of the field. I've seen deer literally following the combine eaten before, so yeah. I can't say I've, that was to blame. I've seen that too. I just think that, you know, maybe they didn't want to be in that field tonight. Yeah. Uh, and I also usually have a lot better, like, trail camera activity up in that spot. Kind of dead, but uh, DJ was in town from Oklahoma, and we hung that stand in middle school. So it's kind of like, hey, let's go back to where we started deer hunting at, you know, yeah. or bow hunting yeah. together. Farm, farmers cool. on my place, um, they um, plowed just under – uh, cut beet and field the other day and put down wheat seed and looked like they just broadcast it on top. Yeah, probably like cover crop. Yep. And uh, deer were in there eating seed on the cell camera. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's the only thing in the field. And they had their heads down munching on unless yeah. they're eating dirt. I don't know. Yummy. I guess they're making dirt. Yeah. Leftover beans. I've seen a lot of bean fields this year that at first I thought it was cover crop and then I got out and looked and it's the beans are beans sprouted. sprouted. I mean, corn. you would think That's terrible. With, yeah, I've seen a few cornfields that way too. Yeah. But I mean, you think with the machinery they got nowadays, they would yeah. not leave that much behind. But oh, yeah. it's like well, that's kind of what I it thought. looks like a wheat field, but yes. it's all beans. The yeah. cut cornfield, cut corn that I was in terrible. This, that, that, that I hunted over on Saturday night when I was walking in, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all this corn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no wonder there's been a pile of deer out. This is all just to say. We appreciate you, farmers, yeah. for leaving all yeah. your. <laughs> yeah, make if it just for, if for the deer. Just rain, man, it's a free food plot. <laughs> the cell cam just went off, boys. Oh, uh oh, solid eighty-five inch. It's ten o'clock at night. I don't think it's gonna mean it. much. I hope he did. Coon hunters. That's that old man with yeah, a yeah, 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 rifle. Camped out in front of one of the cell cams. All right, so let's skip to tonight. So tonight, uh, we're having a podcast. I've been sitting at work, and it's just, we've all been talking about how good the hunt was going to be, and Travis said, what time uh, should I come over? And I said, five o'clock, bring your camera, let's go hunting, and he's like, all right, whatever. So um, I've got the box that's literally, it's 200 yards from the house, so I can walk in there and and get in, slip in, and hunt. Same spot I seen uh, the Big Ten or the Split Brow Ten. 
and Travis said, are we going to see any deer? And I said, if we probably won't see a lot of deer, but hopefully we see the deer. And we sat there for like, what, 10 minutes? And we saw the deer. And I said, there he is. (laughs) (laughs) And he came out like we were professional hunters and knew what was going to happen. Oh, he put on a show for you. He put on a show, yeah. Travis got some awesome footage. We got like... Um, 10 20 minutes of video off of him and once again he made it to like the 50 yard mark and was just kind of like he never he doesn't even seem spooked he just seems like he knows not to put himself in a bad position like don't come to that neck down part of the of the field and he he got to 50 and i was like man if he gives me you know 45 we're you on him travis and he just kind of i said yes anytime now (laughs) he fed and went the other way and i was like (laughs) <laughs> what what's going on and and he did the exact opposite of what he did last time he came in from the east went in the woods and popped out to the west this time he came from the west fed halfway down the field popped into the woods and then i said he's going to come out right below that old bow stand and three four minutes later travis said there he is and he came right out of that path made a mock a scrape where i made a mock scrape last time after i seen him used that mock scrape, made his own scrape, and then just walked back in the woods. So once again, he has eluded me, and and now he's uh, consumed me. And I honestly think that he is he's bigger than I think he was after the either that or Travis is really good with a video camera. Which I'm not, so it's he, probably just a big deer. He looked, <laughs> he looked pretty nice. But no, other than that, I mean, I've had an awesome season. I've already got, you know, a freezer full of deer uh, does and doing good and just – Need some horns. Fucking brag about it. Yeah. 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 They put the killers on this side. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's why I'm singled out over here. Shit. But no, it's been an awesome season. Uh, clover plots. That's the, well, I sh- uh, in bedrooms. Acorns. I did hunt acorns one, not last Sunday, but the Sunday before. Uh, we have Sunday dinner at my parents' house, and I was like, well, I'm already out here. Um, usually don't go into there until November or like Halloween weekend. But it was kind of a good conditions, and I seen like 15 deer that night too, one of which was like a three-year-old eight-point. And then I got some pictures. I could see him really well, couldn't see his horns great, but he didn't like really like, oh, my God, he's a monster, so I didn't shoot. And then I got some trail cam pictures of a solid eight-pointer with a uh, like a – you know, like a pirate sword has the hand guard on it, you know. That's what his G2 or 3 kind of looks like on the left side. And I'm really hoping that that was not the buck I seen. <laughs> but if it was, it was. Uh, and then I hunted that. I also snuck in there Saturday morning. I thought Saturday morning was going to be really good. Turned out that I'll be yeah, kind of a bust. Yeah, Saturday morning was kind of a bust. Yeah. It's funny you talk about the acorns. I think I talked about it on the last podcast that I had uh I had a cell cam up on a ridge on a, on a big white oak and was dropping a bunch of acorns. And that camera has continued to just show deer movement all day. Um, the, I sent you all a picture this morning of a buck chasing a doe at about 10 yeah. o'clock this yeah. morning. This podcast is going down on the 25th of October. And, um, yeah, 10 o'clock this morning I had a buck chasing a doe right by that tree. You know, that, that spot. And in years past, I'd never do that because I didn't want to go in there to check a camera. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have done that with a regular camera because I, I would have felt like I could never go check it until middle of November when, you know, senses are dropped a little bit. So yeah, and by then you know if you get a buck showing up daylight in October, the last late. five days of October, you're kind of yeah. Luck. To go back to our last podcast talking about cell cams, 
I think I need to be more <laughs> of an advocate for him. Uh, because if I had known that if that big nine point, I think he's a nine, he might be a ten. I don't know. He's got the the like the hook on him. That deer was there a couple days in a row, and now there's two fresh scrapes, or there's two fresh scrapes and like four big rubs all along the 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 like the thicket where it turns from like big timber to thick timber or thicket is kind of right where I got my uh, stand hung and that's a good transition they've always been deer in there uh, I've hunted there since I was six years old and that's always like the deer come out of there go in there it's just a good spot mm-hmm. but had I known that that buck was in there I would have been bombarding in there a little more instead of waiting for so long so well, it sounds like you're getting closer than a lot of us. I cannot complain. I've had some good encounters, but I just fifty yards. Is, <laughs> it's, it's a, a poke. Uh, you're man. a strong, that, you're a strong-willed that, man. That doe that I hit not great the other night was at uh, 27 yards. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, dude, how do you? And I can walk. I was like, maybe it was the bow. Walked outside Sunday, you know, mid morning, 55 yards. Grew back. I'm like, this will tell me. This is far enough, you know, you'll know. Mm-hmm. Smoke the deer target right in the heart. I'm like, you yeah. just get too damn excited. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. You know, it's my, it was the first time. It is all about that. You it know, I was, exciting. I seen her come out and I was like, that's a big old girl. She's going home with daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. just Man, didn't work when, out that way. Right before we hunted tonight, I knew that that buck was like, if he came out in that bottom corner, 50 yards was as close as he's going to get. And before he walked out, I just I stood there at 50 yards, two arrows. I mean, yeah. smoked, smoked our, my ram target at 50. And Travis said, well, that's pretty good. Let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> but when you got a freaking living animal. It's so I, different. And, and it's not – he did get into 50, but he didn't like – He didn't stay there. Give it to it. You know, he right. wasn't like, here I am. You know, he was moving, eating, moving, eating. So – and I think I, I think I know absolutely what it did. I think I just didn't settle my pin, um, you know. And, I always feel like you're in such a hurry. Yes. And I did. When, and when you know, um, you're in the moment. I was hunting a tight spot, you know, when those deer come out. And that, you know, hunting mobile, you don't always trim a lot of lanes, you know. It's not like you have stuff pre-trimmed, or I don't. I just kind of hop into a spot, you know, yeah, and yeah. I'm... I'm like, I got some shots here. I got some shots on this side, and then that's what we're going to work with. And when that doe come out, I mean, you know, there was probably, you know, as she was walking, it was probably, um, you know, a five-yard a five yard gap, which, yep. you know, it takes them, a, you know, a few seconds. And I even stopped her. I stopped her, but I was already drawn back, and I feel like as soon as the – as soon as the pin covered her vitals, I yanked it instead of, you know, yeah. actually settling in and taking my time. And, yeah. you know, that's just, that's what that, happened. Last year know? when I when I ended up shooting my buck last year, I drew back on him super early. And I was just getting over my target panic. Like, mm-hmm. and I finally, like, got, got to the point where I just wasn't on it and just punching it. Yeah. So I drew back on this deer early knowing that I couldn't shoot him until he got basically just perfectly broadside right in front of me. It was only, like. 13 yards but I drew back on him and I was literally ready to shoot finger on the trigger following him following him following him the whole time and he finally got to that one point and I had in years past he stopped right there and I would have tried to lean over and squeezed it past the tree yeah but this year or last year when I shot him I just waited and he took one more step stopped and it was just 
perfect. I mean, I still feel like I rushed it when he got to that point, but I was so much like, I actually was aiming on the deer where I wanted to for a period of time before I actually just, there it is, boom. Yeah. Right, and I had that same experience a few years ago, in which you all know that I've struggled with target panic horribly. But I have um, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Go to a 3D shoot with him. But, yeah, but um, Carter came out, out to help me uh, trail a buck a few years. Oh, we yeah. talked about that, the buck that we've uh, we had to kind of swipe the snow Water out of the scratching. way just to find the blood after it, you know, because it right. kept snowing while we were in um, waiting, giving him some time. And um, when Carter came out, I'm like, I, you know, I told him. Um, on the phone, I said, I thought I hit that deer good. And I, I got down out of the stand, and I walked about 20 yards, didn't see a lot of blood, and then there was a pile of just, like, um, guts. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's not a good sign. You know, and I told Carter when he ran off, it looked like something was hanging out of him, but, I, you know, he was, he was pretty close. I thought I made a good shot. And, you know, he come in fast. I drew back, and I did not sell that pin. We didn't we did end up recovering that deer. And um, that was the year that I drew that managed tag, that managed hunt. And so the next day, my plan was to go down there and hunt the whole next day on that managed hunt. I went down there and I sat all day, had deer walking in front of me, and ended up shooting a buck at, uh, at 155 that uh, afternoon. And um, but when that buck came out, you know, everything that was in my mind was what happened yesterday. Was you, you drew back, you got you got you rushed yourself into mm-hmm. a situation that wasn't rushed even you could have stopped that deer and i did stop him but i just as soon as he stopped pen cover vitals yanked it yeah and it, and it so hit back. hard and um that day you know because when you make that noise at a deer your mind's telling you you got about one second yep. you actually you, you you probably got five if he if he doesn't see you right away and stuff i mean you, you know you got you got a few seconds before he starts moving and that next day um that a nine pointer came in and um i had you know 20 24 yards or something like that 26 and uh stopped him just let that pin float on him and just you know tried to back tension it as much as i could with a thumb release and and just poked a perfect hole on him and uh that's a good feeling it's not a good feeling when it goes the other way around i was i didn't even uh i didn't even hunt sunday so i was just Go home and shoot the bow, punch some arrows, buddy. You need to get back in the zone, you know. I was got to get back on that horse. I was in a weird state of mind last year after having a couple bot shots. So. Yeah, yeah. You never killed a deer last year with your bow. Right? I got some does. Oh, you did. Never some does. I ain't got any horns. Yeah. Horns. Yeah. yeah. We came back from out west, and I was on a high horse, and well, you it did went get on horns a, down. It went on a downhill spiral. Just out west, yeah. It says different. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I was telling Travis that story tonight. Like, we walked by that deer like three times, and then I'm at full draw, and Nick goes, want me to range him? <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, that'd be yeah, a good idea. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let, me get, yeah. Yeah. let me get a range. Let me just go ahead and miss, and then... Uh... <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, is I didn't even hit the deer. When I told him to range, I didn't hit the deer. I hit something else, and then I ranged it a second time. And I didn't tell him. It was only two yards different. Oh well, but it's probably a good thing you didn't tell him the second time. Yeah, two yards, di- two yards difference though. If I, yeah. he would have been. I figured it would have been second guessing or something right. in his mind. So I, I ranged it. I said, what I say, thirty five. Thirty five, I think. Because I was that whole. There was that whole. Or I said, that no, I said thirty two. I said thirty two, and he was actually thirty five. Okay. Yeah. Well, and 
And I would just remember that hole in the pines, and I was like, if I can get an arrow through the hole in that pine tree, it's going to hit this deer, you know, in the vitals. It was a frontal yeah. shot. I was like, that's in it. Went through, and I was like, that was a little low, but we yeah. hit him. Yeah. I watched that arrow go through low. there, and knowing that I told him a couple of yards off, I saw that arrow going low, but it still looked so good. It looked good. You want to talk about some impatient guys, that that track job. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. (laughs) We've given them about 30 seconds. (laughs) Nikki was, Nikki has to pull more brakes. (laughs) That is the only buck that I've had to blood trail that I have found. That is why I absolutely hate blood trailing bucks. Oh, man, I love blood trailing. Everybody's like, oh, blood trailing's part of the fun. Fuck that. I want to shoot up <laughs> and watch him die. I want to send a that video from the year, tree. I was like, man, I don't even get to that. No. No. And I, I, I mean, blood anyway. I love it. I, love, I, I, I do enjoy trailing them. But it's like, man, when it's like, oh, I shot a buck and he ran off, it's like, oh, yeah. Probably got him. Nope. He got away. And I just, I don't know. Waited and not waited. And it just, yeah. I don't like it. Well, guys. I think we just spent an hour talking about how the Barstool Buck guys can't get it done this year. <laughs> so we brought on an extra guy to, to uh, help us out. I'm the greenest dude here. You don't want to listen yeah. to me. We had to bring a waterfowl guy to show us how to yeah. kill a buck. Right. Waterfowl guys out there killing 130 inches. <laughs> Travis, thanks for coming on and listening yeah. to us no. ramble for the last hour. I know – you know, we have a lot to say. It's been bottled up the last two yeah. and a half weeks. Oh, We've been, no, it's been getting hot. Until the the next two the weeks, thing I is, guarantee yeah. there's going to be some bottling. <laughs> I've bow hunted more this year than I probably have any year, I mean, put together. Because from September 15th, I hunted to the time I killed my buck, I probably hunted 20 days. And it, what would happen is I'd go out, get ate up by mosquitoes, and then I'd, you know, maybe take a day off or whatever, and then I'd think... There was a buck that I saw back in September. So, anyways, this buck I had been seeing, it was like, last year we had him on trail cam. He was like 160. He was a nice buck. And I know he lived till this year because I saw him. He's got a drop tine now. Oh, wow. And uh, he's got eye guards like the buck I killed, and he's got a little scoop on his right side on the main beam, just like the one I killed. I think this one is probably, you know. It's same genetics at least. I don't know if it's the yeah. same, same daddy or not. But, anyways, so I had been going to a bunch of different stands, um, trying not to hit the same place twice. Trying Calling to, me while I'm in the woods. Hey, what should I do, man? Yeah, listen. I was asking what Stephen had to say. I was trying to listen to what Matt had to say, and I was trying to, you know do everything the right way and trying to not leave scent and all that because I'm still trying to learn. And there's, uh, we had just put up a uh, tripod stand, um, and like probably two weeks before this all happened, but we put up this tripod stand. I sat there like a day or two after we set it up, and I saw a bunch of does. We had put out, uh, we made some food pots with uh, canola, which is. <laughs> Yeah, it's really high protein. They and this is the first year we've tried it, and they've been 
I mean, you just go out there and it's just nipped off everywhere. Now, is canola plant is that like a leafy plant or what? Yeah, it's like it's a broadleaf plant. Um, It's so we there's some places we've got alfalfa. There's some places we have a lot of canola out because army worms killed a bunch of our alfalfa. Oh man, Um, it's been pretty crazy all over the yeah Midwest. I don't know anywhere else. It killed it killed like fifteen acres of uh, of our alfalfa. So. Yeah, so we replanted in canola. The canola shot up really quick, and it's really leafy, high protein. A bunch of guys up north use it, I guess. And uh, it's been bringing deer in because I saw just a ton of does that time I sat, and this buck came out, um, and he was like 90 yards away, and it was real early. I was like, well, grunting ain't really going to do much. And I grunted, but... He didn't really care. He just walked off. There was a scrape right there. And uh, then I had my father-in-law help me uh, move the stand. And we moved it a little bit closer to where we could shoot where the stand was and where that bucket came out. Um, And so I didn't go in there for like a week, week and a half, and uh, tried some other places, and it didn't work. And then... uh, Snuck in there, that cold front hit, snuck in there, got rained on, um, and I had actually just got home from work, it was a Friday night, got home from work, and uh, I, my camouflage was in the in the uh, wash, so I put on blue jeans and went and sat in this tripod stand while oh, yeah. four does and a button butt come out, and this doe, this old doe just immediately picked me out. And looks up at me, and I'm like, gosh, dang it. So I'm sitting there for like 30, 35 minutes with my hands in my pockets, trying not to move. They're all going downwind, trying to, they can smell something, but they can't figure it out. They walked right up to my uh, stand and like licked my stand, and I'm just trying not to get busted. Yeah, trying not to breathe. Right. Oh, man. I, the oh, whole time shit. I was like, I swear, if I get busted by one of these, I'm going to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm sitting there. Finally, they decide to walk down this hill. I'm hunting the top side, uh, uh, top third of this hill. Uh, there's canola off to my left, and then there's a food plot, another food plot like 150 yards um, southwest of me. So you the, say the top third are you in like a are you in a wooded area like uh, it's not store? a wooded area it's so it's basically it's just a big uh, pasture ground with a bunch of uh, uh, drainages with trees okay. all up in I the drainages you. yeah and uh, but there's woods behind me uh-huh. and straight north wind and it I walked in it rained on where I walked in at and I was kind of hoping that I my scent would be good. I was just playing because I just try to play the wind because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not keeping all my stuff in a box or whatever like the, you guys do. You're more professional than I am. <laughs> Negative. Mine's sitting in a car where I eat McDonald's. My scent control it comes to just. I think the deer are gonna come from here. My wind blows this way. It won't blow to them. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's, that's kind of what I've been trying to do and. Uh, so I get, a, I'm sitting there, the, the does and the button buck all start down the hill. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to stand up. I pick up my bow, and there's two swivel chairs on this tripod stand. So I turn them both to where I'm standing in between them. And I was like, well, maybe that'll 
break up my blue jeans enough to <laughs> where if a buck comes out, he doesn't pick me out first thing. And not even 10 seconds after doing that, this buck takes a step out of the woods at 20 yards and he's facing right at me. And he, I was looking at him. I was like, he's outside his ears. You know, I'm trying to not shoot a small buck cause I'm trigger happy. <laughs> I was like, he's outside his ears. He's pretty tall. He's got plenty of points. I, I was shooting for a Pope and young. That's what I wanted to kill. And I was like, I think he'll make it. So, well, hold on now. We got For some people, they might not know what a, a Pope and Young is. Right, which uh, 125, I believe, net. Yeah, 125 net. Um, why did you have that goal? Well, all right. Listen, you're going to wrap me out. So Matt Jackson <laughs> makes these keychains with uh, just a, a tine drilled, a hole drilled in it, and then it's sanded at the end. And Steven has one, and I saw it, and I was like, that's pretty cool. He told me the backstory, and I was like, I want one. Wait, does he make those for people that kill bucks over 125 Pope, inches with the bow? Yeah. Pope and Young's Net. with... Uh, now, it's kind of just like our well, inner I circle. Want, I want a keychain, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the video with Matt. I like Matt. He seems like an awesome guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that keychain. Uh, you need to get a podcast going with Matt. Yeah. Just, oh, them, yeah. just them two. Oh boy, Casey and Matt. Yeah, that would be a podcast, wouldn't it? Oh, I can only imagine. Whenever he said it, he's got his scent, uh, his hunting clothes in his McDonald's bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt like, might shut like, the podcast off. Yeah, I like Matt's podcast. He's well, he's a wealth of knowledge, man. Yeah. And I've been trying to. Every time we have a podcast with Matt, I just try to soak it in as much as I can. And it's like drinking from a fire hose. I know I'm missing some, but. I just try to learn every time, and that was one of the things I was like, I'm going to set a goal this year, not going to shoot any tiny bucks. I just Last <laughs> year, I shot a buck with a crossbow and because I left my bow at my parents' house, and I was like, this year I'm going to kill a Pope and Young with my compound. And so this buck steps out, and I'm looking at him pretty hard, take about 10 seconds to really, you know, Take a breath, and because as soon as he stepped out, I got a shot of adrenaline. And I remember Matt saying, "You let the adrenaline come after you shoot it. Don't don't mess it up." So I, I'm looking at him, trying to figure it out, breathing, trying to get my breath right. I was like, "All right, I think he's big enough." But the only problem I had is if he took three more steps, he was going to be walking right across my trail that I used to get to the stand. I was like, "All right." Well, he's facing right at me. I think I can make a frontal shot that is worth a darn. I've been, you know, I feel pretty good about, you know, my accuracy with the bow. I'm a, so I start drawing back, and I got about three quarters away right before the breakover of my bow, and uh, and he lifts his head. And since this doe had just picked me out, I was real paranoid, and I was like, man, I can't hold this forever, you know. I don't know if he's going to stick his head back down. I was like, screw it, I'm just going to draw back and try to put it in him. So I went ahead and drew the rest of the way back, and whenever I did, my bow touched that metal seat, and he looked straight up at me. And I just put it, I took my 20-yard pin, put it on him where I thought his heart was, and shot. And, uh, and it was like right before my arrow hit, I blinked. <laughs> And whenever that blacked out, <laughs> whenever that buck turned though, 
I because I opened my eyes and whenever he turned, it looked like somebody took a cup of blood and just kind of slung it off in a circle. And I was like, well, that's oh, a good yeah. sign, you know. And you, did you shoot him frontal? Yeah, I shot him frontal. Yeah, so I shot him frontal. It looked like somebody took a cup of blood and just threw it on the ground. And he takes off running, jumps over a fence, and runs towards the neighbors. And then I thought I heard a crash, and I was like, holy cow, I can't believe I just did that. I tried calling uh, my father-in-law, um, and he didn't answer. And I sent a few of the guys a Snapchat. And so I, I was like, whatever, I'm going to give it some time. So then all of a sudden, I mean, it was just like immediately after I shot him, just bucks started coming out everywhere. And there was, there was two of them that came out of that uh, plot 150 yards down. And they were, I mean, they were okay, but they weren't, you know, booners. And then this one buck came walking out. Bigger than the one you shot. Bigger than the one I shot. And I was like, well, I just shot the wrong one. But oh, he just... I don't know. I've never, like I said, I'm not a big buck hunter. I'm not. I'm pretty new to this. But he just kind of you had, are now. He kind of had <laughs> an omen to him. Like he walked out. All the other bucks were kind of looking at each other and running around with the does and stuff. And he had, he didn't give a crap about anybody. Yeah. He just walked through his head bouncing with that freaking huge rack. He did walked you, over. Did you notice like any of the deer like stop like when he came out was like. The well, the, the, like the other bucks looked at him, and he didn't look at nobody. So that's how I knew he was probably, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> probably yeah, the main yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He walked over and made a scrape, and I'm looking through my binoculars, just thinking, I just shot the wrong buck. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was just. Did he end up coming into range? No, he never oh, came well, into range. Yeah, shot, no. Then but, you shot the right buck. Right. <laughs> well, I gave it about I don't know 10, 15 minutes. I kept on hearing something back there where that buck had ran. I was like, man, he might just be laying there, and maybe I need to go put another arrow in him or something. I was like, I'm going to get down. So I got down. I walked over there, and there's another, there's a there's a little buck out there. And I was like, I don't think that's the one I shot. So I pull up the binoculars. I was like, that's not the buck that I shot. I was like, well, I don't know. And I was standing on the edge of this tree line, and but the neighbors, I'm looking at the neighbors, and I hear some blowing off to my left, and I was like, well, crap. And I look over, and this buck comes limping out, and I was like, son of a bitch. And he keeps limping across the field, and he comes like, he's like 60 yards away, and I was like, man, I could put another arrow in him, but I don't really know the neighbors, and I don't want to, you know, mess anything up, because um, I'm pretty new in town over there. <laughs> And uh, so I was like, whatever. I'll just, he, he walks all the way into this tree line while I look off to my right, and there's three more bucks standing under the stand that I was just in. Oh, and one of them's like a nice 140, 130, 140 buck, and then two smaller bucks behind him. But they were, I mean, they're eights, so they're going to be good bucks. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen so many bucks in my life <laughs> at one time. So I was just like, whatever. Um, and I had sent a text to my father-in-law like, Hey, I just shot a buck. And so I'm just watching everything unfold. And I was like, maybe I can get a, you know, another look at that big boy. So I cross the, the fence right there again. And I get over there and look, and I just see deer just everywhere. I mean, there's probably 10, 15 does and a few bucks, but I can't see the big one anymore. And my father-in-law pulls up and he, 
he was like, well, we'll just give it a little bit. So we went back to the house, and I was I was pumped up, but at the same time, after seeing that buck limp, I was like, man, I don't know. Maybe I didn't put it as good as what I thought I did. And uh, we went back out, and uh, like an hour or two later, I was going to give it you know, quite a bit of time, but my father-in-law said, if he's dead, if he's going to die, he's going to be dead. And I was like, all right, whatever. So we went out there, and uh, we're wa- we're following the blood trail. And, I mean, it's good blood. I mean, looks like somebody's just pumping it out of <laughs> pump, Take a, a gallon milk jug of blood and just dumping it as they're walking along. Nice. And uh, That's a nice trail. Yeah. That's a, conf- we, that's a good trail, Austin. That's a good one. <laughs> and we get up to the edge of this uh, tree line where I was, I was standing looking at those other two deer. I go to walk to the left where I saw that buck walk from, um, and my wife was with me, and she says, well, there it is. It wasn't 10 yards in front of me the whole time, but yeah. I I just, I was so focused up here that I wasn't looking, you know, down on yeah. the ground, and sure enough, I mean, he I was standing 10 yards away from him. He was dead by the time I walked up there, but it... How far did he go then? He might have ran... 50 yards man i'm telling you that's a testament right there that mm-hmm. frontal shot it just they don't go it, it i'm went, telling you if you if you know if you you practice and everything and you can get that shot in the right place uh, i've done it carter's done it um yeah. it's it's an awesome shot yeah it is but i think you got to know your range you do know, know the, your the range that i took at that range was at 12 yards you know so that's a that's yeah. a real close yeah, yeah i wouldn't try it within 20 50. probably no i would no, say it's a i don't you know I'd, yeah. say, I'd say if you're inside 20 top you know, pins for me yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a top, top pinner yeah, frontal yeah. only i'd like all my deer to be top pin yeah me too but with a with a frontal i feel like a top a top pin frontal is about the only time i'm ever going to take that shot yeah. yeah, which yeah, he was, he walked, he stepped out twenty yards. I was like, if he steps forward, he's probably gonna smell something goofy and probably skedaddle. Yeah. And uh, but whenever I walked up on him, I hit him high throat. It went straight down. There's a hole punch in the heart, and then it had ripped the side of the heart out. I mean, it. What he, a waste of good meat. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't have a chance. It's it's so interesting you say that the buck that I'm talking about that I shot twelve yards when I shot him frontal. And uh, you said, like, when you shot him, it looked like somebody took a gallon jug and just threw it. Yeah. And uh, same thing, and I've talked about it on this podcast, when I shot him, the arrow went down through the top of his heart, exited through the bottom, and when he mule kicked, it, it rooster-tailed a bloodstream for, like, 10 feet just oh right behind him. And I was like, my gosh, you know. Yeah. And I watched him die. I mean, I watched him. He ran off to 60 yards. He stopped. He you know, swayed for two or three seconds, fell over, he was dead, yeah. and I was just like, man, that was quick. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was a great shot. It really was, and it's a, man, it's a it's quick good. way to put them down if you hit them right, really. If is. they're close, yeah. No, that, a heart, I, a heart shot is, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Well, you have all the arteries and everything that, that yeah. run up through here. Yeah. It, it's, you know, Y'all arteries. What? <laughs> <laughs> Steve's giving hand signals over here. I didn't know, know what's was, going on. Was weird. Sorry, we were just all talking at one time, and I that know. gets a little I crazy. I don't know how this thing processes. So the, tonight is a little different. We've got five guys and four mics and four headsets. So I just said, you know, no headsets tonight. So it makes a difference. I feel like we talk less over each other whenever we're not in headsets. 
we're, we're not in headsets yeah. versus when we're in headsets for I whatever feel reason. Much we, more comfortable without the headset. I, I, I like talking about the headset. It's been a, it's been a good conversation. Uh, Travis is uh, taking a piss break. Yeah. Uh, I hate to call him out and like it, that. But we scored we scored Travis's buck tonight. Um, One twenty nine. It's gonna have minimal deductions. Minimal deductions. <laughs> it probably will net Pope and Young. It'll be close. We're yeah, hoping. It's, it's very hoping. symmetrical deer. Yeah. So We're the buck that you off. saw limping. Yeah. No, he must have gotten a fight or something. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. He, him. he didn't get hit. I mean, because those neighbors, uh, we talked to him afterwards, um, just to get permission to go over there, and uh, all of them are are sick or um, in the service. So they said they haven't even been hunting the past year or two so i was like well you know i don't know why that deer was limping i guess he got in a fight or maybe got hit yeah, by a car, a car or something or you know but he uh he definitely i'm glad i didn't put an arrow in him i'll tell you that yeah, much because i was thinking i was thinking that was the buck that i had yeah. just shot right, right and i was like man you know i was one i was like is it you know is it the right thing to do to put another arrow in him just to kill him just because he's already wounded or is it not ethical because he's you know over there and i i figured we could probably get permission to go track him but i didn't want to make the neighbors mad so you know or if they even you know if they found an arrow or whatever in their field or you know whatnot so i didn't want to make anybody mad but it turned out everything everything went right so yeah tiny buck got permission on the neighbors yeah that's that's awesome. Yeah, congratulations on your Thank first yeah. compound buck. Yeah. Dude, it, hell yeah! I tell you what, it pumped me up for a good minute. I was I had a hard <laughs> just, time just sleeping. the one minute. And you remember there's ducks. <laughs> yeah, I had a hard time sleeping, but uh, then I remembered duck season's not for two weeks, so went straight to sleep. <laughs> well, I, I I talked about it a little bit at the beginning of this podcast that I sent a picture out about the age of a buck, oh, and yeah. we've been doing a lot of this um, between. Give the backstory. Give the backstory. On on us talking about what we've been doing. Well, I don't know what we've been doing. I feel like I send a lot of bucks, and y'all just don't send that many. And I'm like, I'm like, how old is this deer? And y'all, I feel like I've sent these guys about twenty bucks, and they're like three and a half, three and a half, three and a half. I'm like, gosh dang, I can't buy a four and a half in this group. I can't <laughs> even pay nobody off. One. But um, I've been saying five I found, and a half. I found a picture uh, of a deer. Um, it was on a show. I watched it this just this afternoon when I got home from work, and uh, these people had, had aged the deer. They knew what it was or whatever, and uh, I took a picture of it. It's a trail cam picture, and um, Nick and Stephen have already answered the Snapchat of what they thought it was. And I'm gonna show I'm gonna show uh, Travis and Austin here real quick, and we'll see what they think. And then uh, <laughs> listen, oh, you do did? not. Oh, not that deer. Yeah, that's just, I, I did the You didn't one. see the Snapchat, I don't think. Oh. So, Man, I'm not very good at judging deer, but maybe, I'd say... Maybe we can put this up on the Instagram or something with this podcast, and we'll see what Jesus these people think. Christ. Yeah. You know, what they would think. And maybe we'll reveal the answer then. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or I, I can tell them right now, and Man, they can I, just tell me what they think. I think... They can tell us what Do you have think. any other uh, pictures of it, or I is like that the only one? Do you have one of the front side? What well, that's not day? fair because I didn't get the them the front taken? side. Well, they didn't ask the right questions. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Is that an October picture? That's an October picture. Okay. It looks pretty healthy. Uh, but his front shoulders are not that big. 
Four and a half. Four and a half. So right, and, Steven and, and uh, Nick guessed three and a half. So everybody I knows. would say four just because he looks fucking huge. <laughs> He's huge. Uh, this deer is seven and a half in this picture. Really? Jesus yeah. Christ. His back is not swayed at all. So he's, he's, I was he's closer got, He's going down, down <laughs> He's going downhill. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Definitely what it is. Man, like, this oh, was, now uh, let's see the front side. This was, this, this was his. See at, let's see his picture at three and a half. This was his, this yeah. was his biggest rack. Um, that's him on the front side. Well, he does have that hump shoulder, so that's an indicator he's older. Yeah, now say it. <laughs> Change yeah. your mind now. It's kind of interesting. Um, I plan to, if I kill the bucks this year, I plan to. <laughs> at <yeah>. least eight. <laughs> I, I want to no send off the teeth of, of yeah. uh, any buck that I kill this year. Um, that's wow. my plan right now, just because I want to know. You know, we uh we do a lot of guessing. Yeah. And you're not always lucky enough to know a deer when you see him at two and a half and he keeps the exact same yeah. antler characteristics for years and years and years. And I I be honest, I you know, a lot of deer a lot of male deer I think that grow bigger do get a bigger body, but I do think there's some that just for whatever reason they don't get as big, you know. Yeah. They maybe I mean, hit like they maybe hit that hundred and seventy, hundred and eighty pound mark and that's where they just kinda level out, you know. I know I know two bucks that got shot last year that got teeth sent off. Yeah. And they were guessing one at five and a half and it came back as a three and a half. Oh really? Oh my yeah. god. See wow. stuff like that yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean it it just I mean it looked like it looked like it was just an older deer that was starting to go like kind of go downhill yeah and that's why they were guessing him at five and a half mm-hmm. but yeah i mean he had a nice nice rack a lot of mat like heavy mass through the whole horn everything right big body but just just the look of the deer looked like he was an older buck and that's crazy and a half. Isn't it? yeah i can tell you I mean, really teeth, nice teeth are the accurate way to do it too <laughs> yeah. so like the the front the front two teeth too like they they counted the rings they didn't do it by the wear of their teeth either and uh i wanted to just give a shout out we got a, like a big buck contest going on between some of us travis i don't think you got in on this I which is a bummer it. buddy no you know, no it's probably a good it. thing <laughs> you would have already lost you yeah <laughs> no i would have lost already because unfortunately I, we got fine. we got i'll join once i you get in work there next my way year. up you can get you in know? there next year yeah. we got we got two entries into that and uh i just wanted to shout out those guys clayton schlenker shot a 122 and an eighth inch buck um, I forget what day that was now. Wasn't um, that damn near a six-pointer? Yeah, it was, a, it was a big deer, but it was just kind of like an old gnarly-looking like thing. One, the one side I thought was normal, the other side was all gnarly. Yeah, it was. And it, it looked like it had a lot of mass, but not a whole lot of point length and stuff. And then yeah. um, and then um, Brett Wilkerson killed a 161-inch uh, deer. Congratulations to both of those guys. You know, um, they, both, uh, they both give it a lot of effort, and uh, congratulations to them, so... But contest still going. Hopefully, we get a lot more entries here coming in soon. I hope I know. you know. God. Maybe yeah. uh, we'll raise the stakes next year. Yeah, I, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do her a little different next year. We'll have some other things going on. But uh, for the, this year, I'm excited how many people we got to uh, participate in it. It's exciting. Yeah, it's fun. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, I would, hopefully nobody's like passing up deer just because they're not one sixties. Right, right. <laughs> It'd be right, fun, yeah. you know. The more bucks yeah. killed, the the funner it gets. Right, know? right. The pot's not that big. Then right. I'm gonna be passing up 
you know, ones that get me excited. Um, I'm not. I'm never gonna pass up a 160. We, we, <laughs> I'm not gonna pass up a 150. 150s are going the down. First, yeah, the first podcast. I'll, I'm I think. gladly hand Brett Wilkerson my 20 boys. I'm <laughs> 150 on my wall, and I'm out 20 bucks. See you. The first podcast we had, everybody's like, "What's their goals?" And I said, "Have some fun." And goddamn, it's been it's been it fun. Happened. And the hunting ain't even, always fun. Ain't even to the best part. Wild yet, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm having a blast. I'm pretty excited. This is the first season in about three years that I'm going to probably get to hunt the rut. I guess I shouldn't say I'm going to. could happen tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm thinking I'm going to get a chance to hunt the rut this year, so I'm pretty excited. Yes. I'm I'm very excited. In years past, you know, um, I always always break off a week and a half or so for an out west trip, and we didn't take that this year. So, man, just having all this time in the rut off work, I am – I am pumped to just sit daylight to you know dark in a stand that I you know I just I get amped up. I could have sat excited. all day if I didn't have to go to work. Today it was just that today kind of day, man. Yep. When you got out of stand and then I got that buck picture that um, that buck chasing a doe at ten o'clock, I was like, oh, that sucks, <laughs> you know, because um, in in the one Snapchat group we were on the um, Saturday when me and Carter hunted, I got down in the stand at about. Uh, eight thirty, nine o'clock, somewhere in there. Hey, you yeah. me. I think you were back at home eating McDonald's at like seven. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't do that. No, it was at least eight thirty. But um, then was it? It was Adam, wasn't it? At like nine thirty. Yeah, because yeah, he was in still the stand. in stand. And he, yeah, I hunted till about nine, nine fifteen, and then uh, and then I was back at the house, and he said, "Bucks are chasing," and I'm like, "Well, shit, I didn't see anything all morning." So mm-hmm. I kind of wrapped it up, but so yeah. I got a question. I just want to pick your guys' brains on this. So that that lived. buck, what's that? <laughs> we don't give away <laughs> our secrets here. So <laughs> <laughs> that buck that uh, I said I last year was like a 160, and this year I saw he had a little bit of a drop time. I kind of know where he's he's funneling through, and there's one section of woods that. Uh, like this one farmer does not put cattle in there. He calls it a sanctuary or whatever. He might hunt it like a once or twice a year, but he's getting older and I don't know if he's going to make it out this year or not. But it was timbered last year. It's still got a lot of old uh, white oaks and, and stuff like that. And the tops are still all in there. I mean, it's pretty, there's just different piles of, crap laying everywhere and i know that that buck goes through there at some point or another i haven't seen him for a long time but i'm wondering if i should sit over on my canola place where i saw that one big buck walk through because i've seen him more recent but i know this other buck travels through there at that time almost every year because i found his sheds uh i've so there's a top of a hill and it's like two miles down to the bottom of it um it's a gradual it, it's slope. a gradual slope mm-hmm. so and i know in uh in the rut he's from the bottom to the middle part of this slope and then at the end of season you know in january he's at the very top because that's always where i find his sheds I don't know exactly where I should uh, be sitting for rifle season, but I'm thinking maybe that timbered woods, that sanctuary, 
would be a pretty hot spot to catch him funneling through there because it's like a block a perfect block of timber that funnels all the way down to where i've seen him bed and uh it was like it was early january i seen him bed in the bottom of it but at the end of january or you know end of january february and march he's always at the top of it which granted i know he's traveling all over probably but i just don't know if i should go in there and chase after a buck that's you know 170 180 or if i should go over to my canola spot where i just saw this other huge buck but and i'm so immediately i'm thinking that you should probably invite us out there so we can get a good look at the place (laughs) as as austin says we're pretty tight-lipped around here Take that back, but. Travis. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Is, is like the real question is, is, do you really want to take our advice? Dude, I don't know. You guys kill bigger bucks than I have. Not this year. I would on the right wind. I would do it in close to that sanctuary. Like, because when people talk about TSI and woods, that's a, basically the same thing. When they cut timber, they leave the tops, and there's shit laying everywhere. And deer seemed like a good buddy of mine. His grandpa logged their farm two years ago, and it went from, like, a lot of like heavy deer population and a lot of little bucks and now i feel like more mature deer like living in that spot he his truck cameras have gotten a lot better since they logged it two years ago and i think it just gives them comfort i think they just like to be in that nasty woolly woolly stuff like that and when did, when did they log that place was it last, uh, last winter? year last winter last winter yeah so it had all, it had all summer to grow I bet there's a lot of uh, grasses and stuff that are, you know, tall and growing up. And there's about half of it is is logged, and then about half of it is literally some of the thickest stuff I've ever walked through, trying to shed hunt. There's there's cedars, there's, you know, uh, blue or blackberry bushes everywhere. I mean, it's thorny and it's not very fun to shed hunt. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I I'm thinking here. How fun is it to shoot through with a rifle? I mean, yeah. are, are you able to ha- have any shooting lanes the, to get in there the and, top, and shoot? The top half of it, I think I can. I think I can probably shoot through it pretty easy. Yeah. The bottom half of it, there's no way. I'm not even gonna. I just figured that'd be pretty good betting, but I know you go another probably third or half of a mile down to the south of it, and it's real. Uh, I mean, a lot of downfall in there, and I've, I've, whenever I went shed hunt, I went shed hunting pretty early this year, and uh, doggone, I don't even, it was late February. Yeah. I went shed hunting, just asked that guy permission, he let me. I walked through it, jumped this buck up, and he still had his rack on. Oh really? And did you ever find his sheds? No, I found his left side. Yeah. I've always just found his left side. And it's did you find that spot. in the same area where you found him bedded? And was that well, the no, same? Well, no, it wasn't the same spot that he was bedded. It wasn't. It was about. A mile from there. A mile from there, really? Yeah, but that was at the top And how far away the was the spot you seen him bed in January? Uh, that was that was probably a mile from where I found his shed at the top of the hill. So that was probably two-thirds of the way down the slope. Because I live okay. in hill country, so yeah. it's, it's yeah. all constantly up and then down. But yeah. this area is... I found it at the very top of the hill, and... I saw him bedding at the end of uh, end of, I guess it was December, beginning of January. Yeah, somewhere in there. something like something like that. You watched him bed like two thirds down the hill. Two thirds down the hill, and, and I found a shed 
at the very top. And where'd you jump him? In the middle of that? Uh, it was two-thirds down. Oh, That's so you, where jumped I jumped him, him. you jumped him out of the spot. You've seen him bed in January. Right, okay. right. Because okay. I was, we were just, we didn't even know what there, was in there. We were just like going because it was, there was nothing really else going on. It was in February actually because yeah. the goose season had already closed and I was like, well, I don't have anything else to do. So Was he uh, bedded anywhere close to corn? No. No. No, nowhere even near corn. Nowhere near corn. Okay. There's a lot of pasture and where, where a lot of pasture yeah. around. I would say he spends a majority of his time in there. Yeah. From what you're telling us uh, of how it is situated. I mean, hill country is already hard enough to hold or to hunt, and it holds a lot of deer, and especially if it's logged, he's probably safe and sound all up in there. Has all he needs, food, does. So I would I would get in there and look for sign, and see where that leads you. And here's another thing, though. It so like a third more (laughs) a a third of the way down from the top is where all this was logged. Now you go another third of the way down is where he was bedded, and that he was bedded about 150, 200 yards from a fence line. And on that fence line is, that's where my permission starts and it goes all the way to the top of the hill. So I can hunt right where he was bedded at the, you know, in early February, or I can hunt the middle of it or i can hunt the top so i got that the thing the problem is here is i don't know enough to to make a decision because i'm new at this but i'm trying to make a good decision so i can get in there not leave a bunch of scent and hopefully kill him or get out without you know disturbing everything too much i like transitions is what i like to look like where the thicket turns into like big woods, or the okay, or something turns yeah, into like edge a logging co- area. Edge cover inside of edge big cover, cover yeah, you like know. I, like at my parents' house, they oh, they own large acorn flats, and then the neighbors own a CRP field, and the other neighbor owns like overgrown, poorly managed timber that's all real thick, thin, and like on those two edges are where the deer flow and come from okay in the same way like where i was talking about i shot that second doe this year up north that goes from like real dense thicket with to like big timber grasses and that's where all those deer were like just kind of funneling through i like i just like like terrain features and like that hourglass shape that i was talking about earlier in those bedding areas you know one of them is just like a dense cedar with a you know a high stem count of saplings through it and you go up on the other side, and it's viney, nasty stuff on the edge of pines. And then everything out from that, you can walk through it and look 100 yards through it. But these two spots, I mean, you can't see 40 yards yeah, into so it when you get right. to the edge Different of it, you know. And, the, you know, there's probably only, you know, an 80-yard gap between the corners of that cedar thicket and the corner of the pines and vines type thicket, you know. And that, you know, those two corners, you know, come off of there, you know, sweeping in between those two. That's kind of, I love hunting edges. I feel like we need to take two that he's also talking about rifle hunting. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it doesn't have to be He needs bedroom. to not like, you don't want to be, I don't think you want to be too far away from the bedroom, but I feel like you need to be somewhere where you can see quite a bit. Right. Like you yeah. want to try to cover as much of that area where you feel like he's at most right. of the time. Yeah. 
because you're like you say you're at the rifle. I mean, you could two hundred yard shot. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. and frankly, I, it's I a would be but if you where you think it's gonna be. Okay. Because so shooting downhill is a lot easier than shooting back up. Well, I think maybe because the the area that was logged, I think I could probably get to you know forty eighty yards in there, climb up a tree, and I could probably shoot most of it, most of the logged area. But I know there's a stand just south of the really thick stuff that everything kind of narrows down, and there's actually a path across a, a creek that the farmer made that's wide open so even if he's using that ditch line he's going to have to go through a 20 yard opening but i'm not sure <laughs> did, you, did you have any pictures of yeah, him last no, year I, I, yeah in november uh in november i think i think i do let me uh let me do so far yeah. we haven't answered his question <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm no, about I'm to because all the advice i'm i'm giving you right now is if you see him again when he's on a pattern you know you jumped him in january he's on a strict feeding pattern at that point in his life you know or you you seen him bed down in january you jumped him into february those deer are just eating to survive at right that point. there's there's nothing besides food on their mind at that at that point i think in their lives yeah. if you had pictures of him though in november i would plant my butt where i seen him if i seen him in november i had pictures of him there i'd plant my butt there for I don't know, seven, eight days and just, okay. you know, and just, I would sit until I just couldn't stand it anymore. You know, if I, if I sat one spot and I sit in a deer, I might, you know, I might move a little bit. I wouldn't move a whole lot if I'm in that general area. Right. I'd move a little bit to where I could see, you know, a different piece of the property, maybe overlook it for a day. And I'd bounce around like that. Are you, is there, is there a spot there too where like the does are like, uh, yeah, man, right. there's just so many does everywhere there because nobody kills them. Yeah. I mean, that no, oh, I feel your pain. I know that exactly makes it that makes mean. it even harder it to hunt a big yeah. one because they can find the one that's in, lock yeah. it down, and get off that one and go to the next one, lock it down, and they don't ever move. And those deer are really hard to kill. You yeah, know, and I've talked about the one lease, and it's so crazy how many deer I see out there, and uh, but every year it seems like I don't know if. Um, I don't know if the does when they pop is just a real structured, but they, um, man, every, the last two seasons, not the first season when I hunted for half season, but the last two seasons, you know, it's been like, I've seen full on rut action, you know, had a doe come running in and three, four, five, I think there were maybe five or six last year bucks behind this one doe, you know, and it's like, you know, that's the stuff you dream about for yeah. a rut, you know, that's the thing we... We just look forward to, you know, just a pile of bucks chasing a doe through the woodlot. Okay, this is 11-17 of 2020, so November 17th. So you last year, right there. You towards the end of the bell curve. Well, he was, that that was, he was on the, this isn't my uh, trail cam. This is on the. Is that on the neighbor? Yeah, the bottom third. The bottom neighbor? Yeah. I'd still be, I'd be. He's there. And you, see, and you saw him bedded close to his property. Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah. no, this the guy's neighbor with there. the guys that I jumped I'd off. be in that, I'd be in that bottom, you know. Right. I'd be 100, 200 yards off that guy's fence row if you can shoot it with a rifle for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's actually a little box got, stand out there. You got there nine days field. of rifle season, if you sit that area, I guarantee you see that buck. Yeah, and I have a podcast post rifle season this, to see if this was gets this deer. This was a shed uh, two, oh two years ago. How much 
It's still attached on the thing. Jesus. Yeah. Hey, that's just like that book I found last yeah, year. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. Actually, it's still alive. Still alive. Uh, I've got a couple uh, things for advice. Um, I think that all hunters go through stages of hunting. No matter what we tell you, it's going to be hard to skip those steps until you're in it and you see it and then you recognize it because there's so much we could tell you and so much you could already know, but until you recognize it happening, then you're not going to be able to make hey, at least that I, move. I know I know where to start. <laughs> and so. he, here's another thing that I believe in firmly. I believe in beginner's luck being real yeah. because – we could sit here and talk about all the ways you can hunt this deer, and we'd talk ourselves out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's so many times where I'm about to head to the tree stand, or I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to go during the day, and I'm, I'm just sitting there, uh, as Landon Legacy says, analysis paralysis. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm yeah. constantly just thinking yeah. about... Yeah, this was that was his well, you, last I don't know year. how many Snapchats you all have got from me already this season where I'm leaving the house. That's a, that's a dandy. I'm oh, leaving the house see. and I'm yeah, going, well, so I plan to go here, but now I'm oh, second yeah. guessing it. And I, yeah. I, I don't know where I'm going, boys. I'll figure it out when I get headed down the road. <laughs> Our biggest, when we go up north and it's uh, four guys sitting around a table getting ready to go to bed going, where are you going to hunt tomorrow? Where are you going to hunt tomorrow? And then we kind of analyze the wind and kind of determine, hey, these handful of stands are going to be the best. And then we make a plan. And then we wake up and say, well, I'm going to go here instead. <laughs> we just kind of I'm go telling with you it. right now, though, Travis, if you, you know, I know that it, I remember being younger when mm-hmm. I first started hunting and uh, trying to sit daylight to dark. That was not going to damn happen when I was younger. It was not. Now, you can't, you have a harder time prying me out of the tree now. Just, not even just for, you know, the opportunity to buck, for, just all the deer movement you'll see from not making a double scent trail out of the woods. I believe in that so much. And, you know, if you can get in early in the morning and, you know, you can keep yourself warm and comfortable and sit all day, you will just, you'll see so much deer activity, you know, in November. And I, I think that's, that's a huge thing for anybody starting out. You know, if they can, if they have the mental discipline to do that, that's huge. Time in the woods in November. Oh, woods. yeah. Just set, yeah. As long as, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know how much time in the woods I'll well, have in yeah. November. Yeah. I got a kid yeah. on the way, but <laughs> uh, but I am going to try to, I, I know where I need to be now. I know there's a stand there that I can get up in pretty easily without putting a bunch of scent on the mm-hmm. ground. And it's pretty close to where uh, that up. Uh, there was another picture in here that uh, was like, I think it said 1201. Well, you had that picture of that buck on 1117. I can tell you right now, this buck that shook one of the, the biggest shed that I brought over Stevens. Um, I have a couple pictures of him from 1115 and 1116. And I can tell you, I will be sitting right over top of where those pictures were taken on 1115 and 1116 this year. Yeah. That's, that's my plan. That's where he was, so that's where I'm going to be. Talk on it. I'm trying to find this other picture. I just had it uh, that was, oh, here it is, 12.01, and same mm-hmm. bottom third. Bottom third. Gotcha. So yeah. if he's around there, I know there's, th- there's a corner of the place that touches both these guys, and it's kind of a funnel, and if he goes up the drainage, 
then he's got to walk across that yeah. that open space. So that's where I'm going to be sitting. And there's a lot of research that points to like you know the same does come into heat on the same days you know every single year. And if those you know the bucks the older they get, the more years they have running around, they know where those does are from day to day. You know, All right. And a lot of guys believe you know they 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 got their you know their their month of November's planned out. Right. They know they got which does are coming in when and and they're gonna be there. You know. Yeah. Um, that uh, that spot by my house. Right I put there. some weight into that. Those deer, like, I don't even. I just put a camera back there. I don't even hardly hunt it. But that week before gun season, every single year, like I was saying earlier, I have a shooter that yeah. goes. I catch him on camera in daylight. Yeah. Every year, and it's not the same deer. The deer gets killed every yeah. every few years and it's it's a 150 or bigger deer right right but there's always one that does it so this year like i say i'm probably going to spend a little more time back there well and that, you know like last year you know um the the year that i got this um the second lease when i got halfway through on november 9th i had a meeting for that managed hunt and i went out that morning and i did not dedicate myself i went to more of a you know observation sit but i was probably 40 yards from the tree I would have got in and the deer came about 10 year, yards from that tree chasing a doe you know anybody when he curved out he ended up being about 60 from me from where I was sitting on the ground and uh man I spent and I had one picture of him on like uh November 1st or something so the next year I was like threw my eggs in that basket you know I'm like that's where I'm hunting that next year you know and I sat there in that stand waiting on that deer you know and then uh I found out like two days after I sat that like sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth period um, on that on that particular area that he was harvested in new season. You know, mm-hmm. he's hunting a ghost. You know, yep. I didn't know. I, you know, I didn't have. Mm-hmm. I didn't know those people. So you know, it's one of those things too. You know, stuff happens. Yeah, and I the intel that I've gained from talking to one guy that some of the bucks that I had been getting, he doesn't really conversate with our group of hunters we're not no we're not friends or anything he just hunts a piece of property and he has killed a couple really nice deer mm-hmm. and turns out those are some of the deer that i had on camera then yeah. but like i say it's just for some reason there's always in the air if there's a big one in the area he moves through there daylight hours the week before gun yeah. season so that's a lot of information for you, Travis. Hopefully you can take that all in and uh yeah. and do something with it. And then like Carter said, we'll have to get a get a podcast going whenever you kill the big one. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You wanna kill the big one next twenty five days, just get your butt and stand as much as you can. Yeah. Think about it, play a little bit of the wind, you're gonna have some action. You know, I was gonna do a round table on, you know, further plans, but I think you just pretty much hit the nail on the head, Casey. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna uh, do. You probably have got that same answer from yep. from yeah, all of us. <laughs> you know, if you guys have made it through to this far in the episode, <laughs> <laughs> three hours. We, God bless you, son. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. It's yeah, probably we really do appreciate. It's probably a little messy. Uh, I just noticed uh, a super big outreach and support here lately uh for the podcast and the 573 itself so i appreciate you guys congratulations to brett wilkerson on a mighty fine buck and clayton schlenker and travis congratulations on your yeah, first congratulations, compound buck. Oh, yeah. Thank you. 
I'm ready for more kill stories. Yeah. Guys. Hey, yes. They're gonna be coming in hard. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to kill that bug. <laughs> Yeah, Any. I wish I could be here every night to film for you, buddy. But uh, you live a little too far. I got far. a spare bedroom. Yeah, I got yeah. a feeling I don't Carter's think my next. Wife will let that happen. <laughs> yeah. Got a feeling Carter's next on the uh, on the kill list. I'm thinking, but I hope so. is, Any, is everybody uh, or Travis obviously isn't everybody hunting this upcoming weekend? It's Halloween yeah. weekend. It's youth season. Some people I'm going out for big does. Youth hunters. <laughs> <laughs> big does. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be scouting water. That's going to use out. Have they gone hunting? I'm not. No, um, no the uh, the wife has uh, got to take uh, her students to the national convention. So I'm on kid lockdown for um, Wednesday to Saturday. So I'll be out uh, Sunday morning, Halloween morning. Then obviously got kids. So Sunday night I'll Sunday be doing night, the trick or treat. treat. Isn't that uh, weird that Travis would volunteer since he's tagged out to babysit? That's yes. <laughs> I know. I'm a generous guy. I enjoy Reese's Kimmery, so be getting the extra. <laughs> so that's uh, that's my week. Uh, you guys are getting out this weekend or taking youth? Uh, I'm not taking any youth this year. I know some youth's going. Um, I hope to get out as much as possible, but we'll yeah. see what my plans are. Yeah. I have a eight month old so yeah we, we did get a halloween costume in the mail so yeah. oh yeah i might i might have i might have other oh we plans, got one but, for the four month old too buddy don't worry but, uh, she's gonna be a duck cutest damn duck you've ever seen yeah we're just we're a little, we're a little puppy dog here so <laughs> little puppy dog a little duck nice. speaking of ducks <laughs> no. this weekend's duck season no. baby <laughs> This is where you gotta shut the podcast. All right, we're gonna wreck. All right, so uh, yeah, I'll be out this weekend, and maybe I'll take a youth. I'm not sure. Uh, he just turned six like a few months ago, and so we're not really sure if he's ready for it or yet. But yeah, uh, also I'm, I'm still don't have a tag filled too. So yeah, that's yeah. a little selfish. I, and that's the same side thing with too. me. My daughter, she's six, but we uh, took her out and she shot the twenty-two and. She's just not into it and talk to the wife and, you know, just not going to push it. Just, yeah. you know, one day I think she's going to wake up and be like, I want I want to shoot the gun again. I want to go deer. Yep. Like, okay, then we'll do it. And she's also expressed some interest in the, you know, she doesn't like the bang of guns. Even the twenty two is just like the, the pop noise. Yeah. Um. She, you know, I, I told her about a crossbow. I showed her a video and she kind of showed some interest towards that. So that might be another avenue we explore. So. But, know, um, yeah, and Carter, you headed up north with the boys this weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hunt every night here behind the house just because it's super easy to get into, yeah. and he's back there. Yeah, um, good access. Jump right in there. Yeah, I can slip in. Literally, if I can get in at least an hour before dark, I, I feel like it's worth sitting every night. For uh, sure. And then yeah, we're gonna go up north and hunt. Halloween weekend has always been pretty good for yeah, us up it's there. Always good. So. Yeah. It's my favorite weekend. Good time of year. It is. It's a great one. Yeah, I think. I don't know if we've ever killed any, like, real big ones Halloween weekend, but we've always come back with something, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know Dakota killed his first, I think it was his first bow buck last year up there. He shot a real nice eight eight last year. Brady in years past, he got got one. Um, So, hopefully something dies. Well, good luck to everybody. Excited to see what happens. All right. Well, guys. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.